All right, guys, Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and I have a special guest here, Chanel. And Chanel, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, how you doing, everybody? I'm Chanel Rose. Um, yeah, that's that's the short version of it. <laughs> so let everybody know uh, just kind of who you are. Just kind of give like a like your quick 30-second commercial about kind of who you are. Who's Chanel? Okay. Um, so I'm Chanel. Uh, if I have to describe myself in 30 seconds, ooh, I'm long-winded. That's one. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, the second, I think, and most important thing is I'm proudly from the city of Chicago. I am the proud owner of CR Agency, and I have been in the business of helping people overcome whatever obstacles they have through the same strategy for the last 15 years. And I'm embarking on a full-time entrepreneurship journey, which includes me just taking that strategy and helping all types of business owners win. I love that. I like, I love that. And I know before we went on air, we were talking about just, you know, your journey getting to this point. And I know it's not like most people will see people and they're like, Oh, she's doing so great. She's so successful. And somehow they think that that's just been the way that it always was. They don't realize that it has been a journey and not only journey it's like one of those like Netflix series with all the ups and downs and all the junk, all the junk, right? (laughs) For sure. So can you kind of just kind of take us on your journey? Like, how did you become an entrepreneur? Like, where did this begin? Okay. So um, I always tell people that I have been selling things my whole life. As a kid, I was the one who was always trying to like buy, you know, a a container of Starburst and trying to sell them for five cents to my friends. So it's always been in me to find value in things and then share it with people. Um, So I've been on this entrepreneurship journey my whole life. Um, I would say 10 years ago, um, I got really brazen, decided I wanted to go out on my own. And I made the mistake that everybody does. I had no plan, no money. (laughs) And like, (laughs) like, really, if I'm honest, no real passion, right? And I decided because I had been successful, I wanted to come from up under my career in politics. And I was just going to go out on my own, right? That was it. I just wanted to go out on my own. I wasn't really sure what that meant and what that looked like. And so I was very dependent on the opinions of others to shape who I was going to be. And that started what I like to call like the crisis years. Okay. So, um, I went and there's probably a bunch of people that are going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I have yeah. Here. <laughs> right? Because, listen, the worst thing you can do is let other people determine your value, right? Because yeah. they're always going to pay you lower yeah. if you let them decide, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say in that journey, I tried a bunch of different things. I would do um, a la carte services where I would help people who are running for office. I would create their um, management plan for them and sell them, right? Made mm-hmm. a bunch of money doing that. Hated it. Um, it, because it didn't include what I love the most, which is the interaction with the people I'm making an impact on. I didn't know that at the time. At the time I was like, woo, volume is what matters. If I can exactly. get all these people, it's what matters. And my, my bank account was going on and on and on and on. And then, you know, campaign season ended. And so the volume went down and down and down. And so did my self-worth, right? And so I decided I was going to go work with somebody else again, because, natural progression of things, right? I didn't try to do any introspection. I didn't do any like personal development. I just decided I'll go back to work for somebody else. So I'm unemployed for a while. I finally get a job. I pack up all my stuff. I'm ready, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I'm going to my going away dinner, right? And I mind you, I just spent all this time being unemployed. And now I've just bought all this stuff to move across the country, going out the door, look at my phone. I get a text that says, we're sorry, you're not who we want to hire. A text. Okay. And this is not like a mom and pop shop. This is a multi-million dollar organization. And I got a text. Okay. So I call, don't get any answer. And I decide, okay, I'm going to go to the dinner. And this is when like the faking starts and when the crisis really begins. Um, So I don't tell my friends what's happening. We have a great time. The next morning I wake up and I'm sobbing and I'm like telling my mom, we spent all this money and I have no place to go. I have no job. I have all this extra stuff. Some of it I can't return. And I went from being this very confident person who, you know, just figured they could do anything they wanted to, to feeling like a failure. Right. And so I spent years making all the wrong decisions, not trusting my instincts, not doing any of the things I knew that made me successful and just constantly leaning into other people for my value, you know, and up until that point, I had never, ever applied for a job. Every single job I'd ever gotten was from my network. Yeah. And so I was so embarrassed because I didn't want to tell anybody I wasn't, you know, I hadn't moved to Vegas, right? Let's be clear. I literally had failed. So nobody knew. I'm still spending money. I'm still hanging out. I'm still going on vacations, blowing through my savings, cash out my 401k, all because I had this image of myself that I was determined to keep up even if it was crushing me financially, emotionally, and mentally, right? And so I just, it's mistake after mistake. And then I just realized one day when I had like, what was it, $30,000 worth of credit card debt at the time? And, you know, coming off of a, a bad breakup. And I was just like, I have spent all this time investing in this facade and nobody knows who I am, including me. Yeah. Right? And so... I took a step back and was like, I started telling the truth, right? So when did the entrepreneurship really start? It's when I started telling the truth. I started telling people I'm broke, I'm in debt, I'm heartbroken, I need help, right? It was the first time in my life, I'm the one who people depend on, right? So let's understand, like when we talk about the hats we wear, I'm dependable, reliable, I'm the bank, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm the one who people always depended on, but they have been depending on a lot, right? Because for years I had been lending people money that didn't have to lend. And I had been traveling and just doing so many exorbitant things that literally undermined my ability to live well. And so I remember sitting down with a friend and we're at this coffee shop here in Chicago and I go to order a coffee and I'm sitting there handshaking, praying to God when they swipe my card, I can afford the coffee. And so luckily he's the consummate gentleman. He's like, he paid for my coffee, sat me down and he was like, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. He said, what are you doing for work? And I just like my eyes well up and I tell him I'm willing to do anything. I have no money. I don't know what I'm going to do. I hardly had any gas to get here, you know? And so he was the first person I sat down and told the truth to. Right. And so he was like, oh, okay. I can help you get a job, you know? And for the first time through honesty, the first time um, because I was honest, I was able to get a job and he was like, I'll get you a job so you can have money. But he asked me the question that I had been avoiding for years. What do you want to do? What will make you happy? Okay. So that's step two. The first step was telling the truth, right? About where I was. And then step two was, 
um, well, what do you want to do? What makes you happy? And so I did what people do. I was so superfluous. Oh, what makes me happy is, you know, helping others. And what makes me happy is getting up and going to work every day, knowing that I'm doing a job to make people's lives better. What does that even mean? Right? How do you quantify that? Yeah, it's those canned answers we think we're supposed to give, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and, and all of those things matter, right? But are they really... The, that's not why you should get up in the morning. If you get up in the morning to help other people stay in the bed, right? Yep. It has to be what it is for you. And so I took some time out and he just kept pressing and kept pressing. And so then he says to me, I think that if you don't know what makes you happy and you don't know what you want to do, um, I can give you two pieces of advice. Get a therapist and get a career coach. Let them help you. And Absolutely. so step three, <laughs> right? I went and built a team because I don't believe that you can be successful without having a good team. And I consider myself at all times to be a high performer. So I need to seek out high performers to do what I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't fix myself. If I need a heart surgery, could I give myself heart surgery? No. Right. That's right. (laughs) Um, So I went and hired a therapist and a coach. So step three, build the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And from there, I just literally got out of my own way and I, like that's a long, short way of saying I figured out what I needed and I just started to seek that out in all situations. And I love that. And I think a lot of what you said, most entrepreneurs can 100% be like, oh yeah, I was there. Oh yeah, I was there. And you know, maybe the fine details may look a little differently, but I can't tell you one entrepreneur that was not like broke at the very beginning because a lot of people think well, I'm going to be a business owner. And they think as soon as, you know, you become a business owner, all of a sudden it's just like the, the heavens are going to part and the money's just going to flow. And it is not like that. They don't realize that you are like, you are spending money. You are spending bank, you know, right. you to do your passion. You know, it is, it is not an instant, you know, easy button for cash flow. It's not an ATM machine. That's what I tell people. Cause I'll start to work with people. I'll be like, okay. And I ask the same questions. Like, what's your goal? Well, I want to be successful and make money. Okay. Well, what does that exactly mean to you? Because success is, I mean, everybody defines success differently, right? Nobody defines it the same. And if you're only out there for the money and the car and the title, you're going to be miserable. Those are great things. You know, it's not that they're bad, but that can't be the only goal. There has to be much more to it. And like you said, helping others, there's nothing wrong with helping others. And if that's part of what makes you happy, great. But if your only goal is to just help others with, and you think that there's no return for you, then that's really not your goal. Because the people that love to help others, they love to help others because it also makes them happy. It makes them feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? So I love that. I love that, you know, you were able to realize that you were in a crisis mode and finally was like, all right, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to, and I think that's hard. You know, I've, I've talked about on this show several times about how I, you know, perfection, because I was the same way. Like you said that people came to me and I was holding all these pieces together. Well, really I was like crumbling apart and I was barely hanging on. Mm -hmm. And finally, when I let it all go and I just couldn't hold on anymore, it was like so freeing. (laughs) It was like, I felt so light that I felt like I could fly because I didn't have to worry about what people thought anymore. I didn't care. I didn't care what they thought. I didn't care if they thought, oh, she, you know, screwed up at quitting that job and deciding to go on her own. I didn't care. I did not care at all. You know, only thing that I cared about was that I could not be under the pressure anymore and it was not helping me and it wasn't helping anybody else either. So I love that being able to come out of that crisis mode, we're able to not be reactive and instead we're able to be proactive. And I love the steps that, you know, you give, did you find opened up that not only, you know, 
were you able to start putting those steps together, but your confidence started to increase? Oh, absolutely. I think that the truth is like the best foundation you can have. Right. And so as soon as I started to open up to people, you know, like I'm, I'm a religious person. So the analogy I always think about is like trying to receive with a closed hand. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to hold on to lies, right? Cause you gotta be very specific. It's gotta match. It has to align itself perfectly. The truth is the definition of chaos, right? It's over here, it's over there, yep, it's over yep. a little of that, right? Yep, yep. Um, and it, 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 it ebbs and flows cause what's true now may not be true in five minutes, but a lie is always the same, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And so there's no flexibility and no growth in lying. And so I could not grow from this, this um, low frequency place and like you said, gain confidence until I opened up my hand so somebody could grab it and pull me up or so that people could give me money. Because let's be very clear, once people figured out I had no money, people were sending me money. Yeah. Like literally, like I'm not even exaggerating. Like I would get random sales from friends that said, hey, here's $15. You know, I had an interview. I had a friend send me, you know, her, her credit card information so I could buy me a suit to go on my interview, right? Um, and those kind of things to have people pour into me to have been the giver for so long to finally like be in like reciprocal relationships. You can only do that when you're confident because then you're not questioning people's um, intent. Yeah. You know, expectations. You're just What's like, hey, thanks girl. <laughs> like, you know. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I've, been on, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. So I've been on the one side where I've had it to give and I've been able to help my friend and it makes me feel good too. Cause again, when we help, we feel good too. So, but I was always so hesitant to be the one that gets helped. And in some ways that's, that's actually selfish that, right. you know, that whenever you go through your hurdles, not only are you trying to hide in your shame and you're making other people feel like, you know, that maybe they're doing something wrong because they're not always on top like you are pretending right. to be, you know, right. but, but then also they don't get that same feeling of being able to pay you back and help you when you're in, you know, I think that there is something to be said for if, if crap happens and you're in the uh, time and maybe it's not money, maybe you're at a place that, you know, maybe you don't need the money anymore, but maybe it's, Hey, let me go ahead and pick your kid up from school. I know you had a rough, stressful day. Mm -hmm. Can you go ahead and you just go ahead and chill? Just take a minute, grab you a cup of coffee. I'll go pick your daughter up. You know, used to, I would be like, oh, that's okay. I got it. And now I'm like, you know what? You'll do that. Great. Thank you so much. That would let me take a breath and drink my cup of coffee. You know what I mean? And those things I think are great things to be able to do, not only to offer people, but to also be able to allow people to help you too. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and you don't get better, right? Like if you define kindness as like always in the giver, the way you're kind doesn't grow, right? And mm -hmm. so is it is it still kindness or is it just like as routine as waking up and taking a shower? Because kindness should never be a routine. It should be a habit, right? Yeah, but like yeah. it should fit the circumstances. And so when I think about, you know, exactly what you said, um, the generosity, like the cycle of it has to be um equal like I have to let people help me and like you said it was selfish like I even had a friend who um was very very hurt because she did not know um the entire time when I was struggling she had no idea and even the guy who I was dating didn't know 
So I was really good at like protecting quote unquote people from my truth. And he was absolutely crushed. He was like, I get up, I go to work every day. Um, I do everything I can. I had no idea that you were struggling. Like he was like, yeah. I see you almost every day. And at no point did you say, Hey, can I borrow some money? Or he was like, you would just ask me for money and I would give it to you, you know? And then I just realized that as painful as it is to admit, I was being dishonest. Yeah. You know? I think for some people that vulnerability is so hard, especially when you have been the strong one mm-hmm. that becomes a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it's a, your identity that you're the strong one, you're the one that has it all together. You're the one that people can rely on. You're the one that people can talk to. And then you end up in a moment where you're not those things anymore. I think sometimes it's like taking away a piece of your identity. It's like, you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. But you know what? When you said that, you hit the nail on the head. You have to be able to grow And sometimes you need things to be taken away from you to grow, right? And so, um, and of course, vulnerability will always be a part of growth. And it wasn't easy. Like, I don't want to sit here and make it seem like I just woke up one morning and was like, great, handouts, give (laughs) me things. I am, you know, I am the receiver. I'm a mailbox, drop things in me. No, (laughs) Um, it, it took, it took, I would say, at least two months for me to have a hard conversation with myself and I'm a money person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my friends always jokingly call me the money honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I know, how to make, <laughs> right? honey, I know how to make money. I know how to save money. Yeah. Um, I listen, sis can get the money. Like give <laughs> yeah. me the chance. All right. I love it. <laughs> um, and so I sat down, I had been avoiding my bank account. I've been avoiding my credit cards. I have been avoiding my credit. Um, and all of that lying, because I was lying. Not checking my bank account doesn't make it any less true that there's no money in it, right? Um, and so I finally sat down and just kind of realized um, the hole I had dug. And that was really when I started to say, okay, Chanel, is this who you want to be for the rest of your life? Like, you have created this habit of deceit and a facade. You know, you can't do this. And I just started to seek out resources and people, you know, and at my career coach, I met her randomly, um, at a toy giveaway. She came and I had been saying like, I need a career coach, but I can't afford one. Maybe we can exchange services, but I was embarrassed to ask people for things for free. And again, we're receiving with an open hand. I was giving a gift. Mind you, I had like $10. So I went to the dollar store, about 10 packs of paper to give to the kids, right? Yeah, notebooks, yeah. not packs, right? But notebooks to give to the mm-hmm. kids, right? Because I had $10 and quantity is important. Yeah. So um, I went and I, and do you know, she walked in the door and came and sat next to me. And like, sincerely, she came and sat down and introduced herself. And I asked her what she did. I was like, oh, well, I need a job and I'm having a terrible time. And I was like, I'm a really smart person, but I keep interviewing for these jobs and I am not getting hired. And so she asked me, well, like how many job interviews have you been on? And I had been to over 25 job interviews. Okay. Um, the problem is I had never interviewed in my life. So I did not know all the mistakes I was making. And so what she gave me was an exchange of services. She needed my strategy brain to help her. Um, she was phasing out a new part of her business. I helped her do that and she helped me get a job. I love that. 
you know? So I'm still able to, you know, hang out and do the, you know, still give because that's something I care about. But me being self, being a selfish, selfless and cheerful giver allowed me to then get this career coach who was a definitely a pivot in my life. And I, I love that, the, especially the idea of, um, I think some people have got away from the idea of bartering. Mm-hmm. And I tell this to people all the time, you know, starting, if you're starting, maybe you can't get it, you know, maybe it's not going to be an equal bartering, you know, maybe you have to pay a little bit, but maybe you can do something to help them and cut your costs down or something. You know, so often I think new business owners, especially fall into this, that they, they are usually like, well, I can't afford to do that. And I'm like, honey, you can't afford not to, you know, so figure out what you need to do, do something on the side to make that money to, to push yourself in that area or try to talk to the person. Maybe you've got skills that they need and can utilize. You can barter it out. Answer on that. Don't sit there and say, well, I don't have the money right now. So I just, I can't. Well, no, you have to, (laughs) you know, you've got to be able to move yourself to the next level. And you mentioned, I don't know if it was before we went on air or while we were recording, but you mentioned about a heart surgeon. You know, if you needed heart surgery, you would figure out how to get a heart surgery, right? right? You know, it's the same thing with your business. Sometimes your business needs heart surgery. Or you might as well just stop now, you know, and that's what I tell people. Sometimes you have to speak that hard truth to say, okay, listen, you're at a crossroads here. Either you're going to like go all in and find the tools, find your heart surgeon to get you where you need to be, or you might as well just hang it up because you're out because it's sadly, it ends up being those two levels sometimes because I mean, it's, as you know, business ownership is not all fun and games. Sometimes you have to speak that rough truth to say, you know, it's either all or nothing. And sometimes, sometimes it's nothing. If you can't put the money towards actually growing your business, a lot of times you're just wasting your time and money, just kind of playing the game. You're, you're playing the part of the business owner. You're not really a business owner. Yeah. And it's, it's not a sustainable strategy, right? No, absolutely so not. I mentioned the first time I went into business, I went in on, you know, arrogance and a prayer, right? Yep. <laughs> you know? Um, and so this time um, was very different. I saved money and I am again, the money, honey. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do love that. <laughs> I started off. I was like, okay, how much do websites cost? Mm-hmm. And because I am a strategy person, as much as I am a financial person, I pulled out Excel and I said, okay, I have, and I still have, it has like 25 tabs. Okay. So how much could a website cost? And I was like, okay, well, it's, Wix, you know, Squarespace, mm-hmm. whoever, right? I yep. wrote each one down and then I was like, okay. And the price spread was so vast. And I was like, well, what the heck are they giving me? Why is this one $200 and why is this one $9 a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And so eventually through that research and that strategy, I was able to create different columns and just like spread it across the spectrum for all the things I wanted. Marketing, you know, I saved every month for marketing. I saved every month for every different thing. So when I was finally ready to launch this time, I mean, no thing is perfect, right? Um, I had money for the nuts and bolts. And before I probably would have been very fine and probably very rich right now if I had have taken the time to do it the smart way, yeah. but I didn't and I'm okay. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like that same thing. And I have done some exchanges of services, even this time for things I can afford. You know, I have somebody who's working on branding my website right now. And I was like, hey, listen, if you do this branding for me, I'll pay you, but I'm also getting ready to run ads. How about I also put your your logo, your designed by on my ad Mm -hmm. so that 
we're working together. I'm paying for the advertising and we can put a hyperlink to your designs at the bottom of my website. See, and, right? I love that. and so I was, cause she's just starting out. She's excellent at what she does. She just can't afford the marketing budget. And I was like, I want to see you win. Yep. And so, because I am a woman, you know, who has failed more times than I've been successful. Um, I need to make sure that every time I come across somebody who is doing the work, I help them too. So we are, like I said, it's an exchange of services. And there have been um, an attorney I work with um, who helped me with my paperwork. I can't afford him. You know, I'll be honest with you. It'll probably be five to 10 years before I can afford his hourly rate for as much as he's giving me, you know? But but I have also many of my clients who can afford him. I refer him, right? So we have a referral system, um, almost like affiliate marketing, where I push clients his way, right? I do the same. Yeah. And in exchange, you know, I haven't had to call him in a while, but I still send him clients because the day will come where I'm like, hey, I have this excellent contract with Maria and we're going to branch out, right? And we yep. want to write a book together, but I don't know what I'm doing, right? Yep. And so help me with the contract. And he will lend his expertise to me until I can either pay him on the back end or whatever because I've been helping him and pushing people in his direction. Um, I think, and I think that's smart. And I definitely think that that's something that I don't think, I mean, some people do it, but I don't think enough people are doing it. Cause you'd be surprised. I'll mention to somebody, they'll think like, wow, that is just like, I'm like, that's not my idea. This is a common thing. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's just something that, you know, I think, especially if you've been through crisis, if you've been through a hard journey and you didn't, you know, have like, I, I know I didn't have examples in my life of lots of business owners. You know what I mean? I didn't have that. I had to learn it the hard way. I had to fall on my face a bunch of times. And I think, especially if you come from that, you learn to be resourceful. Mm -hmm. And if you can't figure out the way that a lot of people are doing it, you figure out, okay, well, how can I still do it, you know, and be resourceful about it? And that's, you know, I think being able to be resourceful is huge when you're starting out, especially if you don't have like a big working capital to start out with. Right. And I think that it's really important, like you said, um, to not only be resourceful, but be a resource, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm always in the, the Facebook groups and people are like, well, I don't know what to do. Serve. Yep. You know, if you don't know how to help people, give, right? Yep. And so I, you can catch me on at least five different Facebook groups telling people, giving away free game. Mm-hmm. right? But here's the thing. I'm very clear about who I am in this world. I could sit down today and go through 25 entrepreneurs and give 25 different answers. And I can come home tonight and crank out 25 more by myself. You can never drain this well, because the more I'm able to work with you, I'm able to like align my focus. This is a need for these clients. This is a need in in the community, or this is no longer like at the front of mind for people. So maybe I push this to the back, right? People don't want to receive information in this way. The best thing you could do if you cannot afford you know, Google level market research is to get into the market and yep. find the groups. There's a Facebook, LinkedIn, Reddit out there for you with people who are willing to trust you as an expert because you're willing to exchange your time to help them. Absolutely. Right. And absolutely. so I think if, if I can impart nothing else, it's absolutely be a resource, you know, be in a position to serve when you're rich, serve. When you don't have money, serve. When you're angry, serve. When you are feeling blessed, serve, right? No matter what, if you always go into situations like that, you always come out on top. 
I cannot tell you like really briefly how many times, you know, I've had to get on social media and post. My business has sustained itself off of the internet. Yep, I yep. just put up a website in July. I just got on Facebook, what, 15 days ago. Okay. Yep. Um, I have been really, really lucky and really intentional about um, picking clientele. But, you know, in 15 days, I have people, you know, in, inquiring about my products. I'm doing my first podcast, you know, yeah, I'm on great. different, right? Like it has been literally 15 days, but that wasn't accidental. I didn't go on the group looking for a podcast to be on. I went on a group to help. Yep. I went on a group to see what y'all need for me today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's the biggest thing, just show up, show up. And like you said, serve, be a resource. And you never know. I've, I've run into the same thing. Somebody will have a problem and sometimes somebody's big problem, they're so close to it mm-hmm. that they can't see that the answer's right there. That sometimes it's like, they literally just gave the answer in their question. It's like, girl, you just said that. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you just gave your own answer. Just follow that. You're making it too hard. Yeah. Start simple. And I think, and I get it. I've been there. I've been, when, when you're so bogged down and you're so stressed out and you in survival mode, you're just trying to get a breath. You yeah. don't even have time to think about all the things you need to do. So yeah, that's why I love those groups. I love those groups because I do, I like to go there. They're serving. Yes, we're all in there because we all have businesses and we hope to, you know, same time I get a, almost like a high out of helping people. It's like, you know, I, I help them and I'm like, okay, well, I was able to be that person that I needed back in the day when I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. And I didn't have that person saying, this is what you need to do. Just forget all the rest of the stuff. This one thing, this is all you need to focus on because I needed that. And, you know, I, you know, you've heard the, the statement that, you know, we teach what we need to learn. And those are things that I needed then. And I try to, now I'm in a place where I have a little bit of time here and there to be able to give, I try to give it. And mm-hmm. it sounds like that you're much the same way. Yeah. And you, you said it, you teach what you need to learn. And so, um, it is like an adrenaline rush and I love getting on there. And it's like little case studies, like I said, and, and then more than that, um, it really helps me like understand my value. Cause I don't have a client every day. Mm-hmm. I do still work in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's hard for me to, feel like I'm making an impact right and so to get and be able to talk to a perfect stranger which I love I love talking to people right and I love I love stranger conversations I love going to sit down I like to ride the bus I want to wear people like the bus and you sit next to you talk let's talk you get on the airplane you want to talk I got you I will talk to you you know me too too. (laughs) Um, they're probably like come on Maria shut up sometimes and I'm like so what do you do what do you like to do for a fact you know right and I like you know and if they don't want to talk that's fine I'll just go to sleep right (laughs) but um it just it feels good and there's no um there's nothing I can supplement or exchange for having the opportunity to sit down with a business owner who has this product and they're just stuck. Or my favorite are the people who want you to sign a nine, like an NDA to help them and you sign it and they want to like season French fries. What are you talking about here, man? <laughs> like, and like sometimes people are just so caught up in like scarcity. Yeah. You know, they're so afraid that like, this is their one chance. They're so afraid that this is it. And they put so much pressure on it. And I always say like, have you spent any time today where you didn't make money on this thing? And if the answer is yes, well, congratulations, you've already been rejected, right? Because you have this thing that you want to sell that hasn't sold. Let's be very clear. 
every, people go on to Target every day. And as much as I love Target, I don't buy one of everything. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter. You keep selling and you keep, you know, the customer in mind and you just, you just keep going. And one of the things that, like I said, I really enjoy is the opportunity to help business owners get out of that, like that stuck scarcity mindset. Because most people who have experienced failure and rejection at a high rate, which I have, my background, no matter how you slice it, is in sales and branding. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have made thousands of phone calls and made hundreds of sales, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And the the gap is probably wide. The profit is good, but the gap is wide in between the pitches I've done and the close the deal closing. It's the nature of the business. Yeah. And so when I come in, I tell people, you know, my background is in political fundraising and campaign management. I've raised millions of dollars across the country from high net worth, ultra high net worth and $5 donors alike, you know? And I tell them like, listen, you can't tell me about how to make money in a situation that I haven't been in. I've made complicated money, meaning how you get the money is overly complicated mm-hmm. right i've also done swipe merchant stuff i've yeah. worked at target i've worked in retail like i can tell you all you want to know about how you brand and how you sell right but if you if rejection is the biggest obstacle in your way you know let, let me help you let, let me reject you a little bit get you get your exactly fell fast get used to that feeling because yeah. it's just part of it it's part of the journey yeah and you're not for everybody nope you know nope and that's another thing and on top of like getting that scarcity out that scarcity mindset away from them you know there's a plenty for you you know there's plenty for everybody there's money to be made we are in whatever phase of the pandemic you know time <laughs> unknown right it feels like a couple of years at this point <laughs> yeah a couple of years i keep telling people i'm waiting on the next day right yeah, i remember yeah. the first day that we're past the thing i don't yeah, know when no, that happened i don't even know they probably don't even let us know <laughs> probably not we'll be <laughs> right? like oh it was back there i guess yeah right but people are making money yeah you know millions billions you know yep. um there's no such thing as scarcity except for in mindset And so if you are approaching it from a, you know, there's not going to be enough for me, there's not going to be enough for you. Right. I agree. Um, It's just changing your mindset. Like we were talking about earlier, it's just changing that mindset and, you know, depending on the industry and you may have to pivot and change or change exactly your strategy or whatever, because, you know, definitely this year has been a change. I'm not going to argue and say it's not, but it's not all changing in the bad way because it's just changed. You know, there's a lot of people, a lot of industries that are actually doing better than mm-hmm. they were before. It's just changed. And if you look historically, yeah, maybe it wasn't a pandemic, but there's been something that's kind of rocked the boat and changed how people had to do stuff all through, you know, right. history. Right. And this, and the system, and this is another thing I try to tell people, like the system is stress tested, right? So our economy has inflation and I won't go like all up on the deep end, but like it's designed so that if you can't make money at a high rate in this way, there are usually other ways people are making money, right? Like mm-hmm. digital, yep. you know, um, or now everybody's been getting their groceries delivered. I am a, you know, seven or eight year grocery deliver, delivery girl. Okay. Like I don't like the grocery store. It's too many people. It's not my jam. So I have been yep. getting my groceries delivered forever. Um, and now people are just starting to catch up, but it's like that same thing. If you cannot do outsource, right. And so that's the other thing, you know, that whole same thing. If you stick in a scarcity household, 
people feel like I can be the editor, the designer, the web graphics maker, oh, the social media manager. Cool, you can, but then when do you get to do the thing you enjoy? Because I guarantee exactly. you, all the things that people tell you sh- that you should be doing, you shouldn't. You should have a budget. And if you do not have the money, because budget is not always going to be money, how much time? Do you have six hours a week? You can go and be somebody's mentee and respond to their emails in exchange. They give you three hours of social media uh, management. Or uh, I literally have sat on and been somebody's virtual assistant so they can give Whatever me Whatever it takes, knowledge, right? Because <laughs> right? I was trying to figure out how to like, slowly integrating to getting corporate sponsorships and building those relationships. And so I was like, okay, I'm intelligent. I'm capable. I can do anything. You know, how, what can I give this person that they're going to need right now? And it's some free time. So I literally became a free mentee slash intern slash virtual assistant on a Saturday and sat there and basically categorized emails for hours. And in exchange, their institutional knowledge of over 35 years in the industry, I couldn't, I couldn't afford them. There's, there's, yep. no, there's no, yep. no way I can afford this. Now, mind you, I am somebody who, you know, has a business, who has a career, and I still a- acknowledge that there are going to be experts that I just, outside of my price point, you That's know. on the budget, yep. Right, and, and, and quite frankly, if I'm being very honest with you, I don't know if it would ever make sense for me to afford them. Yep. But, and that's a hard one for people to learn, too. Right. Just because you have the money does not mean that's in your budget. Those are two different things. <laughs> yeah. All the time. People really convince you like they, I wish I, I should write a list of tricks that people convince yeah. you. Um, you need to have a, um, an email that has to have your domain name at the end. For $12, you could spend that $12 on something else. Yeah. You know, you don't need to have that email address. Yep. People will respond. Gmail is a, a household name is McDonald's right now. Yep. Right. And so people will respond to your email if they want to, or if they don't. Right. Yep. Your yep. email, you don't have to spend. I had a client who was about to spend $10,000 on a domain name, $10,000. Yeah. Think right? outside the box and think of something else. that's like eight bucks. <laughs> I, the dot co was $3.95. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, like in for weeks, he was so upset with me. I was like, listen, if you want to waste your money, I'm totally comfortable. Oh, yeah. But for $10,000. And I was like, you know how long, you would never recoup a $10,000 domain name. Yeah. Yeah. No, like it's never. Just fiscally irresponsible across the board. And I was like, but this dot co you can make this work, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, I talked to so-and-so he had sat in on all these classes. I was like, okay, then go talk to those people. I don't want you to waste your money with me. And eventually he went with the dot co he's doing great. You know, he mm-hmm. sells spices online and he's very happy with his process. Um, but it's like, Again, people will gimmick you to death, yeah. you know, and when you're in that, um, that, that crisis mode, it really just compounds that insecurity that you have because they keep telling you all the things you, you need to have a successful business. You just need an email. It don't matter who it's from, you know? Yeah. It's, and that's one thing. I mean, I say this all the time. A lot of people tell you there, there's this list of boxes that you have to check. Nobody says what your boxes are. You come up with your own boxes that you need to check. Don't mm-hmm. let somebody else give you boxes. You know, you need to have the right mindset. You need to figure out your goals and you help build your steps. If you want the domain email account, fine, whatever, but don't get it just because somebody said you have to get it because you don't have. There's very few things that we have to do, yeah. you know, within our business. The rest of it is just going to be like, what is important to you? If that's important to you, fine, whatever, you know, but don't do it just because that person over there said that you have to do it. 
because you don't, you know, and I think that that's, I think that's a great takeaway for the listeners because I know, especially when you're first starting out, you're hearing everything that you need to do. And you're making this list and you're looking at, you're like half of the stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Less than half, you know, I think. You know, you, you, you stumbled into something that's really important. I think if somebody would have asked me what you need to have in a business, I think you would need, first of all, a plan. Mm-hmm. Don't everybody, you know, have a business plan. Um, you need to decide what you do really well, a very honest list, right? Yep. yep. Um, and then what you can afford to outsource. And that affording needs to be either time or money. Um, and my advice is always, at least if you can't afford to pay somebody, try to tip them, you know? Yep. And if you can't tip them, that's fine. Um, Just and negotiate. Then, yeah. Listen, I had five-figure months with no website, no Facebook, Make no Instagram, no LinkedIn, um, no Twitter, no Snapchat, no TikTok. Again, yep. I had zero web presence. Mm-hmm. Zero. Oh, what can happen? five-figure months, okay? I have... a two members of my family who have multiple successful businesses and zero web presence, except for when you Google them, you can get their address. They mm-hmm. have no website. Yep. Um, so this, this dynamic that people have created that you need all of this stuff to be successful. It's not real. No, no. no. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, that's, that's one thing I actually say to people a lot is that, yeah, those things will add too. but I've seen plenty of people that have a great online presence and they've got thousands of followers and they can't freaking make payroll. Yeah. And then I've worked with people that like you just said, have no web presence and they're making bank mm-hmm. and that's just the next step. That's the next goal we get to. Okay. Well, now let's, let's establish your online presence. You know, that's yeah. fine as a stepping stone, but a lot of people spend all this time and money just to be shiny online and they can't cover the costs to be shiny and they don't have the time to be, to be making the money because they're too busy being shiny. Right. Yeah. Like the lady, um, the influencer who had what, 2 million followers on Instagram and couldn't sell a t-shirt. Yep. Yep. You know, it goes to show you that's a, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all a show and there's nothing wrong with having 2 million followers. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that there is something wrong with if that is your business. Cause at that point you're wearing a mask. It's a facade. It's an act. It's right. not a business. It's a show. You just you know want to be I mean? popular. Yeah. Right. And I, I will be the first person to tell you that a lot of times you will have to choose between being popular or being profitable because yep. what it takes to be popular looks very different from what it takes to be profitable. Absolutely. Um, and do I think you can have both? Absolutely. But at some point they take, you know, they take turns and eventually you can be like a Kim Kardashian who is equally pof- popular mm-hmm. as she is profitable before a long time. She was calling the paparazzi on herself and she was like yeah. building this image. And she even talks about how she was flat broke, yep. you know, buying those expensive clothes just so she could yep. go out, you know, be shiny. Could, yeah. Spend $1,500 on a pair of shoes to go be seen eating yep. at a restaurant and she couldn't wear the shoes again. Yep. You know, and she couldn't make rent. Yep. You know? So I, I think it's important to, to be very clear, there is some faking it till you're making it, right? Yeah. But it, it is much easier for you to do what you do really well all the time and then exchange with people what you need to get done that you can't. And it's much and, more sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, I've, I've had my success offline I've, and I figured out 
to be very honest with you, who I wanted to work with and who mm-hmm. I didn't want to work with, right? Um, I am your perfect person if you are stuck and you want to get unstuck. I'm the perfect person if you are interested in sales strategy, a sales campaign, if you are looking to shift your mindset. Um, I'm the perfect person if you want to like do some market research and we can understand if you know, maybe your product is good for women. If it's good for married people, I can help you create your ideal avatar and we can work through where you find them online because right now that's ideal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What their habits are, what their stresses are, how you impact them with whatever product you have, what to lead with. I'm your girl, right? I'm not really your girl if you want somebody to yes you to death, right? And so if you're just in that space where you need to be caressed, and, you know, you want to open up a business in five years and you want to start and just ping pong with me. I'm really not the person for you. But if you have an idea and you are action ready, yep. I'm it. I get it. And I think you know? that is fabulous. So, oh my gosh. How can I work with you? Where do they find you? Okay. So um, you can find me on Facebook and the name of my company again is CR Agency. It's spelled C-E-A-R-E and then agency and CR is my initials, right? But I couldn't just do, I didn't want the C and the R. So no, I like that, it. It looks better. Right? I like it. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. That's the fastest. We also have a website, www.cragency.com. And you know, as a person, if you just want to talk to me, I'm on LinkedIn. I love connecting with people. Um, I'm LinkedIn, uh, Chanel Rose. So it's okay. Chanel, like the designer, Rose, like the flower. And please, by all means, um, mention the podcast. And I want to make sure I say this too. If you are just needing a resource and you're not quite sure um, that you can afford my price point, um, come talk to me. Um, I'm flexible. It's my business. So I decide what I will allow people to pay me. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. That means well, come with a good attitude. You may get a little bit of budget price. If you come with a bad attitude, she's going to charge you double. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like don't let the sticker shock get to you, but <laughs> you know, just reach out to me. I love helping people. And even if you just have a quick question, need a little bit of support, you can find me. I'm happy to help. All right. I love that. And so if you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, I want to find Chanel, I will have her link in the details and the notes of the episode. And it was so great to have you on today. And I love checking back with my guests to see what they're doing in the future. So let me know anything you got going on and we'll keep everybody attuned to that. I stay on page six, I'm even...